Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. This podcast is brought to you by Vish, a complete color management system designed by colorists for colorists, helping salons to eliminate waste, ensure consistent color and pricing, track inventory, and maximize profit. To learn more about Vish, simply text in all capitals, get Vish with no space, G-E-T-V-I-S-H, to the number 44222 for more information. Hello and welcome back. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing my daughter, Bryn Travis, who is now the proud owner of my former salon, Lux Color Lounge in Pennsylvania. So I wanted to bring Bryn onto the podcast, first of all, because I'm so proud of how well she's done in the short time that she has taken over for the salon, but also because this podcast is sponsored by Vish. And I really believe that her transition was made a lot smoother because of Vish. So Bryn, welcome. I'm excited to get to interview you for my podcast. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Good. So January was the one-year mark of your new life as a salon owner. And just to give a little bit of background for those listening, Bryn is a Penn State college graduate. She had zero intention of owning a salon. Uh, She was, at the time of this um, transition, she was managing a yoga studio. And, you know, we did a little back and forth mother-daughter time and said, you know, what are your plans for the future? How do you feel about X, Y, Z? And she was perfectly happy doing what she was doing. And I, on the other hand, was very frustrated because I was trying to step away from the salon and I knew what a great business it was. And I also knew the stress that um, you as my daughter have been firsthand to be witness of and you're kind of like why are you trying to give me your your business so it's you know not to ruin a good story but it's a great happy ending and I wanted to share you know how someone who's not in the beauty industry can make that transition much easier with tools that are available to us that you know can really make a difference so you take it away Bryn Travis totally um, well, thank you for having me. This is always fun. I feel like I'm always on the back end of most of the things that you do and doing all like the behind the scenes. So it's fun to uh, talk to you. You're in Florida. I'm in Philadelphia. I feel like I talk to you through technology all the time. So it's really fun to be doing uh, this. But yeah, absolutely. So I guess starting with um, the transition, um, I was managing a really successful yoga studio in my neighborhood. And I think to put into context a little bit, um, to get a little bit of reference, it it wasn't just like, you know, a one room studio with two employees. It's a, it's a, it's a really lively studio, very successful. Um, you know, at the time I was directly managing about eight people, uh, working with co-owners. So actually reporting to two bosses, 
to put it, you know, short, uh, two people who were the co-owners and then also having about like seven to 10 employees directly underneath me. And then there was also about 25 teachers. So a lot of moving parts um, kind of prepped me for a little bit of what was going to happen uh, managerial wise. And then also having the experience, you know, working through high school and middle school and being around the salon and kind of having it as my second nature definitely gave me a leg up in that a little bit. I definitely don't want to say that it's going to be super easy for anybody who has no context of anything to just open a salon one day because it's definitely, that's definitely not the case. Um, but if you aren't someone who's behind the chair, there's definitely a lot of tools out there. And I completely agree with you with Vish. Um, I not being behind the chair gives me a lot of edge, but it also, when it comes to the ordering and knowing what's on the shelf and what's needed was really, really difficult. Um, and that was something that was kind of my barrier to entry with like, well, how am I going to do this if I don't even know what the products are? I know enough to educate a client. I know enough to make an appointment. I know enough to, you know, do some of the managerial stuff. But how am I, who has really not a ton of knowledge in color, only from what I've heard from you, um, I didn't go to beauty school and I don't really ever intend to, how am I supposed to juggle what's a really good product? How, like, how do I keep up to date with those things? How do I keep up to date with my orders? How do I not over order? How do they not run out of things um, when I'm not the person actually grabbing that tube off of the shelf every single day? Um, so, so for me, I, my number one, 100% number one struggle throughout my 30 years owning a salon was inventory management. And I yeah. am the person who understands what's yeah. in every single tube and every single bottle of developer, but it was near impossible, you know, no matter how structured and strict I was about, you know, put the empty here, put the tab here, entered into the computer. I mean, we've tried everything. And what was so timely about discovering Vish is that at a time when you were really nervous, that was really the only thing you were concerned about yeah. as far as filling my shoes, that totally. this system is finally an answer to all of those things and more. I mean, totally. you're able to do so much more through using that system than simply not running out of color. It's, it's Absolutely. so much more. And, and first and foremost, for me, and I, I haven't been in the salon to watch this evolve, so that's why I'm happy that you know you're able to chat about your experience with it. Is you know I have seen the difference in your supply bills for sure. You know, comparing years that I was there to the one year that you were there is is unreal. The difference in the yeah. money saved. That's, so that's number. I mean, one. Dad started saying, yeah, Dad started saying that the first like four months, the first right. like quarter that I was in there three to four months, he was like, you're ordering way less and having way less overhead already. Cause I, I think my greatest fear and what this is old, like the, like zooming out, right. The big picture of this was I'm not creating income behind the chair. How am I going to support myself and put money back into this business when you were the number one producer here? How am I supposed to come in here when I have no clients of my own, never intend to be behind the chair. Never say never. I know, never say never. 
I, I, that is not in my the current plan. And how am I supposed to make up, you know, your six figure income that really ultimately went back into the business? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yes, you have, you supported, you know, a four person family for sure. Um, but ultimately everything was going back into your education, the business, payroll, like the, the bills are really big in running a salon. So that was really my greatest fear of how am I going to walk away from a, I have a pretty cushy salary for my age right now doing something I really love as running a yoga studio. It's a guaranteed salary, no matter what, how am I going to walk away from this when I can't, I can't be in control of the numbers that I produce to feed back into this. And I think that this has become my tool to be able to control what I can put back into the business. So speak to, uh, I mean, I understand it because I know what Vish is. So for anyone listening, um, Vish is an inventory management system, but it also connects to your front desk system in a way of if your stylist is doing a separate batch of color for, say, an ends refresh or if they're using extra color because of density of hair and length of hair. And there's so many variables that, you know, we've all been brought up in that one size fits all pricing structure of roots are this, roots and ends is this, partial highlights this. We've gotten into this catalog mentality rather than how much product was used, how long did it take to perform that service, you know, how much do we need to charge to cover? And I think that uh, last that we chatted, you were getting ready to implement using this to actually um, dictate what your ticket should be. So get, get us up to speed on that. that. Totally. Um, so I'm still in that process just um, with what's going on in the world right now. I don't want to make a ton of changes. Things have kind of shifted a bit without going into that completely. Um, but what I've taken and what my goal was for the first quarter of 2020 to really focus on data. And I think data is something that is not a word thrown around in a hair salon. A lot of things are based on emotion because it's so personal. And I think that that's another advantage of me not being behind the chair and not being in the space is I can, and, and my previous experience, of being able to look at, okay, what are the actual numbers here? And the thing with Vish is this whole entire first quarter, I was able to, after every single service, look at and make an Excel spreadsheet of, okay, how much was, uh, how much is the service actually cost that we're charging? So say, Jess's touch-up right now is $69. That's the base price. Vish over the past year, did an entire analysis of out of every single person that has come through your doors in a year, the average touch-up uses about X amount of ounces. That's awesome. So anything over those X amount of ounces are built into a price increase that you should be charging for. So the first three months of 2020, now that we had a whole year of data for 2019, I was able to look at, okay, how much are we actually losing and how much is walking out the door this first quarter that I can see, is it worth me putting that price onto the client or is it something that I'm worth, it's not worth it to me for the cost of business 
for, for somebody to walk out the door over $2. Right. Um, and, and finding that balance versus getting emotional about it and saying, oh, but Peggy's my favorite and I don't want her to have to. Or, you know what, this person gives me a hard time, so I'm going to charge them $20 extra. Exactly. It can go on, it can go yeah. on both ways. Whereas with the system, it literally says, okay, so they went over, you know, 17 ounces of whatever. This is an additional charge of, and it's all based on your metrics. So it's an additional charge of, you know, $7 based on your specific pricing. So everything's formulaic. You don't have to do anything. And over the course of the three months, I'm seeing, yeah, you know what? We actually should be charging for these people. And what I've had to grapple with was, you know, if they're only $2 over the average service, am I really going to add that $2? But I've made the decision as a business owner, anything from like $5 up should be added to that service. So that's what I'm, we're going to be implementing as soon as things kind of level out uh, worldwide um, and kind of ease into that maybe in the fall or summer or something along those. But now I have that, I already have the clear data that states, okay, we, we are letting hundreds of dollars walk out the door, divide it by that many people. That's actually my colorist raise. Right. That's their raise and their prices right there. That's their raise. That's, that's their commission that they're asking for. I'm not going to be able to afford to give that as a business owner. If I want my company to survive, if I'm not offsetting that cost, to the client who should be paying for it because frankly you have more hair I'm taking more time or you went six weeks instead of four weeks so you have more growth that was your choice to do that you know what I mean so I think that that's that's like the biggest thing with and and I'm saying excel spreadsheets and formulas and everything they they do all of that for you I just chose to manually go through and sit and really look at it and be nitpicky over, okay, what is actually walking out the door? So, so you but does it tell you for each person in their formula in the, in the uh, iPad when you go to do that client? So it does. Uh, can you re-ask that question? Like when, now that you have it, that system in place, how are you going to, does it tell you for each client, like Jennifer, you went over by this amount, it's five dot. Like the machine tells you per the machine client. tells you per client. Nice. So when Jennifer, and that's going to be what's so nice about this is the front desk, it literally has an app that's hooked up to the iPad that's in the back. And right next to the screen, we also have a unique, it's a unique situation where our front desk, the client can actually see the screen just because of the way that our, um, front desk is set up it's not very traditional but they're they're going to be able to see on the screen jennifer and it'll say 101 ounces and then right next to it it says like seven dollars and 17 cents like it's to the cent what it is that adds and it's showing like hi you know you know we mix this color on our scale it's attached from back there like it's not you gaslighting them or bait and switching them it's this is the reality of what we use on your hair today down to the ounce and down to the scent okay well you just showed that you're not a hairdresser because you just said you just said 101 ounces my heart just stopped <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking man if your colorist are mixing 101 ounces you got you got more problems than a five dollar bill so no that's funny but yeah i get what you're saying like one ounce yeah. versus yeah. one and eight. 
ounces. Yeah. Stuff. Or so, I think it's in grand. I think it's in grams, and that's why I'm using higher numbers. Okay. Yeah. And um, as far as the system in general, we're talking about all the benefits, which we could go on and on. But for a salon that's not using this type of system, uh, from step one of how it's used daily, I, I know that it helps you with the inventory, with ordering, with usage, with all that stuff. But for the actual stylist, speak yeah. to that because we didn't really talk about the value yeah. there, which is, you know, I, I was leaving after 30 years and I have someone brand new stepping into my shoes. So again, thank you, Vish, because it really was pretty, I don't want to say idiot proof, but it was pretty streamlined. Yeah. You know, even if you weren't a hairstylist, you could look at that screen and know when to stop cranking that tube of color. So speak, speak to the, the daily use of it. Absolutely. So, um, the, each colorist, I have two colorists, so there's a scale on the back with, and it's attached to an iPad and they go in and at the beginning of the day, I actually have uh, one of the assistants put all their appointments in for the day. So they don't even have to worry about that. And it set, so it's exactly like how your front desk book may look like, but in the separate computer where it's like Nancy, Bethany, Joan, Jean, et cetera. They click on if Bethany's in their chair, click on her name. It actually shows from her last appointment exactly what her formula is, exactly how much, how many ounces of each uh, color if you're doing, you know, custom mixes, et cetera. They put the scale, the bowl right on the scale, do all the measuring, and there's almost like a little, it's like a, how would you describe it? Like a speedometer meter almost. yeah it's like a like circle kind of, and it moves like a circle. When you're filling it yeah up. and it moves when you're filling it up and as soon as you hit the full line is when you stop you mix the color right at the bowl everything and everything from their last visit shows up in in the library so there's no discrepancies at all you're you're measuring it exactly how it was mixed the last time obviously if they that's still what they want um and that really helps with, you know, overlapping, banding, nothing's going to be different. You're getting the same consistency over and over and over again. So like you said, if there's a switch in stylist in, or somebody's sick or somebody's on maternity or what have you, you're not scrambling to text Joan who's on maternity leave with her baby asking about Nancy's formula because Nancy's formula is already in there for you and it's completely seamless and the best part is they have to then after they perform the service they reweigh the bowl with whatever is left inside the bowl and say there's a little bit left at the bottom the next time that Nancy comes in Vicious smart enough to reform, like re uh, adjust the formula to make sure that you're not going to waste that same amount the next time. So you're going to mix less the next time, and hopefully by the next time they're going to be scraping the bowl at the end to finish that head, and it's going to be zero waste. And that also has helped tremendously with not only the environment but reordering and then say, you know, they have a huge waste pile the first time. Yeah, that's not ideal, but at least they're not doing it every single every time. I have to say, I was totally guilty of this because you totally. get into this groove, especially 
I am not the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to math and breaking down fractions and smaller amounts. So mm -hmm. a lot of the color companies that we use are a one to one and a half ratio. So I would do my typical mix, you know, three ounces of color to, or I'm sorry, three ounces of developer to two ounces of color. And then it could be someone with such fine, thin hair. And I started totally. mixing up this giant batch and it was like so much waste. And, if, and me as the one paying for it, as I'm rinsing it down the sink, I'm like, I really need to do something about this. So when, totally. when this came out, I think we were probably one of the first adopters, which is why they now sponsor the podcast because every show that I do, every time I get in front of a group, I'm singing their praises because just shifting from a colors who doesn't use a scale to using a scale is an eye opener right there because I can't I don't believe that people, people don't scale. Yeah, they eyeball I, it like a like a toothpaste tube. How? You know, kind of a pinch of this and a pinch like of that, and then guarantee. yeah. How yeah. can you guarantee that your client is getting the same service every single time? Like I think that in itself, as a color, so if you're a colorist but you don't own a salon, me mention this to your owner because you're going to be you're you're gonna save so much time and you're gonna like your your hair your heads are gonna be effortless and they're gonna look so much better because you're getting the same like down to the point oh 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 to whatever you're you're getting that consistency and then the client like now our clients know that we have this and we're like oh we're gonna go back here and we're gonna mix it we're gonna look at it are you you know are we doing the same thing as last time or do we want to spice it up a little bit or, you know, how are you feeling? Have, have having that conversation. And then they know they have that like safety net of like, she's not going to screw it up. It's right there. Or there's been um, times where somebody's out sick and, or somebody can't get in with their regular um, colorist. And then they go to, I mean, we we're really good about that. I think our salon is, maybe unique in that but everybody is so good with like if you're a client of luck you're a client of luck they're not your client um but it's been you know don't don't worry about it we have your formula all recorded back here it's measured perfectly we got you in dish no worries and they're like oh good now what just popped into my head because i am so add is it forces you to have a record of the formula. I can't tell you how many times that I'm busy and I get being the owner, I was constantly being pulled away for a phone call, a sales rep or whatever, and it's a brand new client. And luckily I was skilled in what I did and people usually loved what I did the first time and they say, oh, last time was great, do exactly what you did. And then I'm like, crap. And then I'm looking through their hair and, and thank God I've been doing it long enough that that's my only hobby in life and I can see a formula from seven <laughs> feet away. So I'm like, oh yeah, it looks like I did blah, 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 blah. And I usually got it spot on. But for me to be able to then have someone take my place when I'm sick they probably were always cursing me out because their card, their last formula was probably, you know, 2017 because yeah, I thousand two of record. So I think that's like a huge bonus too, that as you're mixing it, the computer, you have to tell the computer what you're using in order to get that into the system. So it's pretty much, you know, awesome that way. And the other thing that popped into my head, because I know there's hairstylists listening and I know that they are probably like, oh, wow, 
great. Another thing that I'm going to be watched like big brother, you know, they're going to be tracking how much I waste. And I think that was really important when we first implemented to let the girls know, like, do your normal thing. Don't act like you're being watched because we need to monitor what we have been doing. So you're not going to get going to get in trouble. But the biggest thing is if they don't reweigh the waste, we know that they don't reweigh the waste. So for an owner, I think the first argument's going to be, well, my staff just won't weigh it. They're just going to dump it down the sink and then I'm never going to know. But the machine will say, she did. I mean, they've thought of everything, honestly. They really have. Totally. Absolutely. And you wouldn't get the data if, like your your data is going to be completely skewed if they don't as well. So you're going to be ordering wrong. There's going to be things that are running out. There's because it's not going to reflect accurately. So that's what's been so so great with me is like what I do when I when I order and I've tried to go to like a biweekly ordering type pattern because it it really helps me keep track of everything, not over order, um, and like really kind of like spread everything out where like things are constantly coming um, when they need, as soon as they need them. Um, And I think what's so interesting is I'll go on, you know, our salon software, check to see what's going on in there and say, you know, pull, pull up whatever report is automatically in, check it next to Vish and Vish will say, you use with whatever time frame that you want it to be. You use X amount of 8N, X amount of 6N, and it shows you the most popular ones in order. So I know if on my ordering sheet, it says only order one of 8N, and then I go over to Vish and it says, okay, well you use like four tubes. There's something off, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody's not doing their job of scanning things out, so, you know, it's not all adding up. So that's another part that's so good. It's like almost like a second check and balance of everything of, okay, well, it's saying in Vish that we did use this, so where did this go? Or vice versa. It's saying order eight of something when we only use, you know, a, a tiny bit of it and it's not even on, they have like a, the order of the most popular products that you use and everything's kind of, uh, listed in that order so if i have something that's all the way at the bottom of my list and it's telling me to order seven Sounds from my right. actual stx there's something off you know what i mean so it's it almost also applies like another check and balance in your day-to-day operations um as well as okay if every single time i check this and i see eight n six n and seven n are the most popular shades you bet your ass i'm gonna have way more stock in my back bar than i am of two and that is used once in a blue moon right so it just makes it so much more visual too because everything is kind of on a graph it's everything's kind of like a bar graph so you can just see everything laid out um and it's just so much so much more easy to use That's awesome. So my, my other question, you know, we're talking about the transition for you of coming in from outside the industry and that, you know, 
The, the staff has been amazing. They adapt it to the change with really no bumps whatsoever. So yeah. it sounds like everything is, you know, perfection and we're painting this perfect picture. And I know as someone who was there for 30 years that it's far from perfect. So um, you have been able to, I think your management experience from your former position and, you know, such a calm, serene surrounding of a yoga studio versus, you know, how um, crazy a salon can sometimes be. But what I've been the most impressed with you by is you've managed to be pretty much a hands-off, not micromanaging kind of salon owner I know that you had a little bit of imposter syndrome going in, you know, I'm younger than the staff, I'm your daughter, like what is, you know, what are people going to think? But I think that you having all of that training in the yoga studio and training as a life coach and just understanding emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. I want to do a whole other podcast. I want to invite you back to talk about that because I think as owners, you know, they're going to listen to this and say, well, I just need vision. It's going to fix everything. You know, having systems is going to fix everything, but there's, there's a trust involved with staff. There's, um, there's always going to be a lot of what ifs in any transition, but I think that you've proven with watching you go through this transition and seeing how successful just your first year was compared to, I can't, you know, I can't wait to see where you go from here, but understanding people and managing it differently. I was in there every day. I was in the chair next to them. I was in the trenches and I had set up, unbeknownst to me, it was never intentionally, I set up this um, relationship of mother and child. You know, it was like a, a family dynamic that I didn't realize I was creating. And I think, you know, I'm doing some coaching one-on-one now with other salon owners and I see so much of it of what I was doing. And it's like, Oh, I just want to introduce them to you and, and show them that it really doesn't help anyone. It's kind of like that teach somebody to fish and they can survive the rest of their life fishing. But if you keep handing yeah, yeah. them fish, they're going to keep asking you for more fish. So I yeah. really have seen that in action with you creating that, that, you know, trust environment of we are all adults and we can all manage our own selves And, you know, I have to take some credit. I did set the tone for the the no BS, no basement bitching stuff. So I think that that was in place, but it can easily go out the window as soon as I leave. When you create that mother dynamic, you're going to have that mom's not home, let's throw the kegger, you know? So it could have, if you didn't have that emotional intelligence, it could have gone real wrong because of that dynamic. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was, I'm glad that you gave yourself that credit because that was going to be the first thing out of my mouth. I think it was a really, really unique situation and really, really unique dynamic. Um, And I think it plays to your strength in, you know, the past 30 years of building that trust with them. I mean, you had a complete rebranding and these are the people that you handpicked to still be on your team because you trusted them you know, they're obviously extremely talented, but so is the rest of your staff. You know, everybody was really talented. So it wasn't about who brought in the most money or who was the most talented or who had the most clients. It's what what are the core of these people and 
do they align with my values speaking to you? Um, and, and I think that they all really did and they all are good people and they already had that trust with you. So I think that them trusting you, knowing you wouldn't leave them to the wolves. And also it's also unique. I mean, they've known, most of them have known me since I was 10 years old. I'm a, I'm a chubby little 10 year old in there, you know, working and they're doing my hair for bat mitzvahs and sweet 16s and which could also be really challenging, right? Like, oh, this chubby little 13 year old and now she's my boss. What does this little bitch think that she's going to tell me? So it could have totally gone that way too. But I think knowing, I mean, I'm an asshole, but not, I'm not a mean person and I'm not going to steer them wrong. And we already have that relationship established. Um, so I think all of that really created the container to be able to allow for me trusting them as well as them trusting me. Um, and I think that the biggest thing it it's, I have the luxury of not being in there every single day to not let all the little nitpicky things get to me. So that's my luxury of that. And I made that very, very purposeful. I mean, I know when I told you before, I was like, listen, I'm going to have to do this my own way. And you might not agree with it. You might not think that it's a good idea. You might think it's a good idea for me to be in there every day. I personally don't think that I can handle it. And I'm not going to last a long time if I do it that way. Um, just because, I mean, I, I it's, it's been my whole life, you know what I mean? Like I secondhand experience been my whole life, I needed to change and make a different pathway for myself and knowing myself, knowing how I operate, knowing how I work, um, knowing the times in which I'm the most productive. I mean, I'm the most productive at like one o'clock in the morning. That's not going to work for being down there with clients all day, every day. Um, and really playing to my strengths and what I'm really good at in order to keep the business flowing, growing, um, everybody's still, you know, having clients and everybody's still rocking on as, as usual. Um, so it was really important for me to utilize my strengths in marketing, business, big picture, high level, staying like super zoomed out because I was so in the nitty gritty managing the yoga studio. I was in the day to day. I saw how much I couldn't get done of the big picture by being in the grind, being in there, getting beat up, answering all the questions, being the person that they were going to all the time, which I love. And I love all those people, but it's not how I wanted to run my business. And, and, I, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up because 98 point whatever percent of salon owners listening to this right now, that's the biggest hurdle is the yeah. little, little pecs. Nitty gritty. It's the, you know, we're out of this lightener and we're out of okay. that and we don't have cotton. And we, and it's like, there's 17 of you and one of me and nobody could tell me yesterday that we were out of that. Like, could you give okay. me a little heads up? So I think that if, if you get nothing else from listening to this episode, it's that it's normal to feel overwhelmed trying to be totally. behind the chair. You know, most salon owners are the biggest producer in their business. I don't know how they do it. They, yeah, they own salons. So yeah, setting up, even if, you know, you and I had talked about prior to you taking over the salon, we had talked about a whole other business model of you being a manager offsite 
to five different salons because salons my size, which it wasn't a really small salon. I mean, we were very productive. We were about 1,200 square feet and we average about six employees that are really super busy and productive. So it's not small, small, but it's not, you know, a big giant 27 um, operator. But um, with those, you know, with that dynamic, it's like, you know, most salons don't have the extra income because we don't have systems like this and we don't have the proper pricing. Um, I could go on and on about pricing. That's a whole other episode. But honestly, your, your retouch is supposed to be based on taking the number that the tube costs and multiplying it by 11. I'm coaching someone right now that their retouch is $60, their color is $9.50. Mm-hmm. So they're way off on their color. And they're saying that that's the bread and butter of their business is root retouches all day long. So they're bleeding money and not knowing every time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to wear all those hats and try to be the numbers person and the inventory person and the person who meets with the sales rep. And even if you just outsource it one day a week, just bring someone in one day Maybe it's a mom whose kids are a little bit older and she has more time while they're in school and she can come in and do those type of things. People always think it's an all or nothing. I either need a full-time manager who wants paid vacation, health benefits, 401k, and then it's so overwhelming and that's what kept me from doing it. Yeah. I'm just like, no way. I can't afford that. So I can look at it differently now looking back and I see, you know, again, how much you have brought to the table and how well things are going. And it really makes me happy that number one, the entire staff did not have to be uprooted because I was ready for my new journey, you know? Yeah. So everybody is, is, you know, doing better as a result of it, but we really, um, we really have the systems, our salon software, our technology and your, um, embracing technology as far as social media, advertising on Facebook, you've brought youth back into the systems to be able to move us forward and stay competitive in really unstable time in the salon world for many different reasons, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm glad that you were able to bring some, shed some light on that system. Um, because people that listen so my podcasts are hearing it in the intro saying, you know, this is sponsored by Vish and, yeah. and they may or may not even be paying attention, but there's, there's a reason that I chose them to sponsor this podcast because yeah. I've seen it in action and I've seen what it has done for you and your business, as well as other people who've purchased it as a result of hearing it from me have been raving about it. So I don't, you know, I don't try to push anything on anybody that I don't believe in. But I, I would venture to say you more than pay for it plus yeah. tenfold of the money that you're saving as far as your inventory and pricing. And, and I just think all like all of their background metrics are just so much more robust than any other competitor out there. There's a lot of different ones kind of coming out now all at the same time. And they're all, they all seem like great systems. But when I was doing a comparison, there's so much more data with um fish like down to how much color that you're using and being able to pull the reports retroactively and be able to look at a year snapshot you can I mean you can look at a day snapshot you can look at everything and manipulate it the way that makes the most sense for you and your business 
And that was really huge for me um, as well in being able to get like very, very specific with the data without it being overwhelming. Right. Was, you, was know, really you, really you know me and my spreadsheets. Well, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And that's, that's a great way to wrap this up. I, you know, was successful in spite of myself totally. because I hate numbers so much. I, you know, someone would say to me, how's business? I'm like, great. And if you said to me, what was your true profit at the end of the year? I'd say, I don't know. I went out to dinner when I wanted to, and I went on vacation when I wanted to, and I love my car and, you know, my kids all have clothes on their back. So, you know, I joke about it now, but I really should have had clearer metrics, but it really, it hijacks me when I start looking at spreadsheets and all that. I feel, I feel really ignorant because I really don't love it. And that's what I hire my accountant to do. But you hear all these stories where accountants embezzle money from people. So I'll be that person. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for this. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening. And um, if you want to hear more about Bryn and her life coaching and her, um, you know, how to, how to talk you off the ledge when you have issues in the salon, Bryn, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Bryn.Travis. Um, I'm in the middle of ramping up and being a lot more public with my life coaching uh, stuff. So you can go there. That's more of my businessy account. Um, or you can reach out to me, Bryn.Travis at gmail.com. I'm really pretty quick to answer emails and stuff like that. Um, and I'd be happy to connect with anybody who is curious about maybe exploring um, either, whether it's like a life coaching question or a Vish question or a business owner question or anything like that, um, you can send me an email. Nice. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for thanks. listening. And I'll see you all on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.